I'm Andre Bella for Esoterica, a short feature about extraordinary ideas. This is part two of Why God Won't Go Away. Philosopher Rudolf Otto explains the mystic perspective as a non-rational, non-sensory experience outside the self, a mystery that's both fascinating and terrifying, causing that inexpressible emotional reaction of wonder which appears evident at the root of all religious experiences. We suspend our rational mind for non-rational possibilities. I don't know about you, but I really like the ideas of mystery, wonder, and non-rational possibilities. New religious vocabulary includes words like oneness, energy, vibration, intention, meditation, and intuition. I heard a student ask his teacher why she never talked about God, and the teacher replied, all I ever talk about is God. So we have a new language for God, including the new field of neurotheology, which studies how the right brain influences religious ideas. Using reason and logic, left brain functions, to understand religious experience is like trying to open a can of beans with a hammer, and after many failed attempts, reasoning that there are no beans in the can anyway. What is this ever-present and growing longing for religious experience, this connection with the numinous? Rumi and Hafez are Sufi mystic poets who write about this longing. Rumi, who wrote in the 13th century, remains year after year the top-selling poet in the world. If you look on YouTube, One Monk's Talk on Meditation has received 6 million hits since February of 2020. Psychiatrist Ian McGilchrist believes we live in a culture with an overdeveloped mechanistic left brain. When the left brain shouts down the right brain, mental and physical health decline. A stroke in the left brain can disable a person's language and movement, but a stroke in the right brain causes loss of one's ability to make sense of the world. This is a quote from Jill Bolte-Taylor's book, A Stroke of Insight. In her mid-40s, Dr. Taylor, a neuroscientist at Harvard Medical School, tells how her stroke changed her personal and professional perspectives. Notice how she uses this new vocabulary of theology with modern science. Our right brain perceives the bigger picture and recognizes that everything is woven into a universal tapestry. Since everything is connected, there's an intimate relationship between the atomic space around and within me and the atomic space around and within you, regardless of where we are. On an energetic level, if I think about you sending good vibrations your way, hold you in the light, or pray for you, then I'm consciously sending my energy to you with a healing intention. If I meditate over you or lay my hands upon your wound, then I am purposely directing the energy of my being to help you heal. How the arts of Reiki, acupuncture, and prayer work remain pretty much medical mysteries. This is mostly because our left brains and science have not yet successfully caught up with what we understand to be true about how our right hemisphere functions.
However, I believe our right minds are perfectly clear about how they intuitively perceive and interpret energy dynamics. We seem to be stuck with the word God, but perhaps Leonardo da Vinci's painting on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel does the best job of telling us what God is. And for neuroscientists like Newberg, Taylor, and McGilchrist, apparently God isn't going away anytime soon. For Esoterica, I'm Andre Bella. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.